Here we go. You're tuning in to Will Love Listen. Now listen. Hi, Melissa. How are you? Well, I'm very, very good. It's a pleasure to speak with you again. Oh, it's it's, it's good to catch up because uh, that interview we did last year got a lot of uh, positive feedback. Um, well, it, in all forms, because it, you know, it was published in print and online, and then some of the audio was used on the podcast. And okay. e- everyone loved it. So I'm sure it's going to be the same this year. Great. You know, I, I there's a bunch I want to talk to you about. Uh, but prior to that, what have you been up to? What have you been up to over the past year? How's everything? Personally, oh, professionally? Oh, everything is great. We've, we've been out on tour, and uh, we were able to successfully complete... Um, a couple tours with just missing three shows because of COVID. We had a little COVID in the crew of the last tour, but now we're all set to be healthy and head on back out. But it's been, we've been touring. We've been, uh, you know, I've been home doing kids and mom stuff and just doing my life. That's good. That's good. I'm glad to hear it's going well. Oh, it's going very well. Now, you're going to be in this part of the country in a very uh, time. It's very timely because you're going to kick off Pride with the Fortnite residency at City Winery. And then as we make our way into mid-June, you're coming to uh, Count Basie Center in Red Bank on the 13th and Morristown on the 14th. So what could we expect with this tour and these uh, area tour stops? Well, you know that New Jersey, New York, New Jersey are my couple of my favorite places to play you guys love your rock and roll that's so evident after all these years you know you really do and so i always make very special set lists for you guys now that the city winery is going to be a different thing that's just me playing solo with uh some looping and really fun it's it's kind of like if you want to sit and really enjoy a, a very intimate evening with me and music and such you'll hear the hits and you know you'll have a lot of fun but um man then when i get to new jersey that's the full band and oh so i'm ready to rock out with that so i'm just you know i I love playing those places i like that too because you know sometimes fans buy tickets to multiple shows especially if you're like a loyal fan so i like the fact that the city winery is going to be a completely different atmosphere than the jersey shows yeah, I mean, my fans know that every show you go to is going to absolutely be different. You know, I, I do a different set list every show because I really tailor it to the place, to the in people, to the day of the week, you know, and all, all kinds of things like that. So, uh, but but definitely you, you've got, if you're a big fan, come to all of them because <laughs> I'll be... Uh, I'll be doing something different in every show. See, you could tell that you're in it for the love of it because I've covered concerts for years and I've worked in Top 40 Radio and worked on concerts. So it's very rare for an artist to change their set list, much less change it up every single night. So props to that. Do you do that specifically so that, you know, the fans, especially the diehards, aren't getting the same thing all the time? I do that for me. I would absolutely lose my mind if I did the same show every night. <laughs> you know, I came from playing in bars and you know doing cover songs. I just, I just, I've been playing since I was twelve, and I, I, I don't, I don't try to fit what I want to do to every audience. I, I really 
have have you know done this enough to where I know my audiences. I know what New Jersey audiences are like. You know, I know what New York City audiences are like. What Chicago audiences are like. Germany. You know, every diff. You know, I know what albums were the biggest there, and and what songs and. And then, you know, I, I like to throw in maybe a couple of things they haven't heard in many years, you know, and just make it, you know, in case they're, they're people that have seen me numerous times. I, I want it to be, you know, I try to take after Bruce. He does a different thing every night. And that's, you know, that's what we do. I love it. And yeah, now that you think about it, I mean, I, I thought like you did it for the fans, too, which I know you do. But I mean, from, yeah. a, from an artist perspective, that has to that would probably drive me nuts too if i had to do the same set list every single night because it's like <laughs> you get bored i mean let's be honest you, you know yeah. so i'm looking forward to it i'm probably coming to the uh, morristown show i can't wait are you doing meet and greets for every show yeah that's what we do now let's talk about one way out because obviously you're going to perform you have a ton of hits you're going to be performing the hits but yeah. also one way out is very unique in that i always want artists to release unreleased material because unreleased music always leaks and the fans always end up liking it but they never end yeah. up getting the full completed version so yeah. what what i love about one way out is it's all unreleased material that you've recorded throughout your career it's a it's a very it's a unique concept you know not many artists are doing it so what could fans expect on tour are you doing like an even mix of like the hits and unreleased stuff or are you doing more unreleased stuff um how are you sort of uh, coordinating it oh well i'm uh, I'll only do a couple of songs maybe from One Way Out because there's so much I want to do. What I, um, But the, the One Way Out album came about, uh, it was actually a few years ago, uh, I thought I wanted to do a box set back when, you know, CDs were selling. I was going to put together this whole, uh, you know, retrospective and I found these um, older songs and I was like, oh, these songs are great. What was I thinking? I should have recorded this these are great and so i uh i got together with the the original musicians uh that i worked with back in 1988 and the original engineer and we we recorded them and they just sound they sound like new versions of older songs you know it just it, that has that feel that i had back when i in my late 20s early 30s and um and i do i play a couple of them during the show but there's just so much you know between the hits a couple of those songs and then um some deep album tracks i like to do that's a whole two hour show right there so there you go <laughs> well i love the concept and i like the fact that people are going to get to hear the hits but the unreleased material as well yeah now you've been touring for a while now uh I, you were touring last year this year in the midst of that have you done some writing and some work on your next album i'm in the uh i'm in the writing phase right now so okay. I, it's like it's like I'm collecting ideas, collecting pieces of things, and I think I think at the end of this year I'll I'll really sit down to create another album. But this is the longest I've gone without making another album. So um, I don't know. It's you know it's all the the everything's different now. I can do whatever I want. I can release one song. I can release ten. I just I just have to figure out what I want to do. You know, I feel like since you've waited a while, once you start writing, it's all going to start flowing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. I have much to write about. <laughs> well, speaking of the music industry and changes within the music industry, it's interesting how everything has evolved. You know, vinyls to cassettes to CDs to streaming. But now vinyls are making a reemergence. 
vinyls are becoming very popular and you know they're expensive now so i want to know what's your opinion in terms of how the industry has evolved and do you see cds eventually making the same comeback that vinyls have Mm. wow well i i think i i think that the industry has grown in a way that of course it would i i think that music is such an important part of every single person's life that they that choosing the music that that feeds their soul and minds and body is is a is a human uh, characteristic and and of course uh, our society our, the human race would come up with a way to have thousands of songs at your fingertips you know instead of having to you know you used to have to go out to the store buy the record come back that was it we just listened to that record and then another record and you know and then we got cds and and it started to you know the digital age started but um truly uh, the the cd is a much lower quality uh, of the fidelity in in music and um i don't i don't see cds making any sort of comeback because the technology the digital technology is best in um you know in like a, a downloaded form you know in, in in that form but uh you know albums the vinyl it's it's because there's that sound there's that tape there's that warmth there's that realness in it you know and yeah. and it, the music industry didn't even think that cds were going to take off because they sounded so bad everyone was like no that sounds horrible no one's going to want that but everyone loved the con- convenience so you know what do we know <laughs> right it's it's uh, interesting i was having that a debate last week about that uh because we were doing a vital project so it was interesting uh now i want to talk about etheridge botanicals i'm obsessed with etheridge botanicals and for those who don't know uh etheridge botanicals is your holistic lifestyle brand uh focused on health and well-being and you have uh cannabis flowers pre-rolls tinctures topicals everything your products are exclusively available to purchase at california dispensaries correct <laughs> The uh, the cannabis ones are. We have CBD ones that you can order online. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's Etheridge. Or- Etheridge Organics is our CBD line you can order online. But the botanicals was is only available in California. Okay. All right. Good At to know. Point. I I wanted people to know that because I'm very into cannabis and very into CBD, and I just think it's awesome that you got into this business what actually inspired you to get into this business was it like a per your personal love of you know cbd and cannabis or did you just see that it was going to become a booming business like it is now or both well it was both it was personal um i went through breast cancer about 18 years ago and and cannabis helped me and i i was i felt that everyone should have the choice to to choose that kind of medicine if they you know, if they so choose. So I, I became an activist and then uh, wanted to put my own brand out and <clears throat> did that. It's it's very difficult, actually, to uh, to put a brand out. But um, and then we got into the CBD market because the the people I work with make such incredible medicine. And it's so it's so pure. You, we know exactly where it comes from. It comes from the the growers in Santa Cruz. It is just some of the best cbd medicine you can get so we really are proud of our etheridge organics wow wow i'm definitely gonna check that out because i've had my medical marijuana card since before it was trendy (laughs) so (laughs) so yeah so i'm very into cbd cannabis i'm definitely gonna be checking out the cbd 
And I think it's great that you managed to get like in all these California dispensaries. So props to that. Now, uh, I want to also talk about at the Etheridge Foundation. I admire the mission to find alternative solutions to opioid addiction outside of the pharmaceutical norms. And I know it was inspired by uh, the loss of your son, Beckett. The foundation is fairly new. How are things going with uh, the foundation and its mission? Oh, I love the work the foundation is is doing. I'm so proud of it and so excited by it. We've given our first grants out. Um, we've partnered with ICERS and um, the Heart Foundation, and it... Uh, We've given some a grant to a, a, a researchers in Spain who are researching a, a boga and using ibogaine to take uh, patients off of methadone who have been on methadone for for you know fifteen years. Um, you know they've gotten them off heroin, but now they're you know addicted to methadone, and it's working wow. so well. These people not only are they uh, don't need their methadone. They're also quit, you know, like smoking and drinking and everything. It's really changed their lives. And then we've, um, we've also funded a research for psilocybin in Wisconsin, in Madison, Wisconsin. And so, you know, these are things that go straight to, um, the opioid addiction and uh, the opioid problems we have. And it, it's, it's, I, I really love seeing these people who are, who are, trying very hard to bring alternatives and answers to this horrible epidemic we have. Wow, that's amazing. Congratulations on the success. Because I just think that it's an amazing amazing mission. And, you know, in my personal life, I've known people who've, you know, have become addicted. And it's just sad, because, you know, I think the pharmaceutical industry is a bit toxic. And it's unfortunately the solution for everything today, or at least that's what people, you know, that's perceived that way. You know, I like the mission to find alternative solutions, you know, to essentially avoid addiction. So, you know, props to that. Oh, thank you very much. I know your hands are so full. Are there any projects, though, that are coming up later this year or that you're working on that you want fans to know about? Oh, just, uh, let's see, just doing this tour. I've got things in the future. Well, there's there's a graphic novel, which is like a comic book, that's based on my life, uh, loosely, loosely based on my <laughs> life, uh, coming out in June. You can, you know, you can go to Amazon or whatever and order. It's called Heartstrings, and that's really fun. It's just, it's just, a, it's a comics. It's so just fun to to look at, and I really, it's it's very, I, I cherish it. It's very close. And then I have a a, a book, book, a novel that's going to, um, you know, another autobiography that's coming out, <clears throat> but that probably won't be next year. We're writing it right now. So doing a lot of a lot of different stuff. Wow, impressive. The Soto biography I'm intrigued by. What I know you probably can't give much away, but what are some topics that are going to be discussed? In the in the what? In the book? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh well that's good. That's just my life. We're really gonna you know, cause the last book I wrote was like the first twenty years of you know, my career and so much more has happened. The, the breast cancer, the, you know, the, um, gosh, everything that yeah. um, I've been through in the last 20 years. So there's a lot of that. And there's, and, and I've grown and, and, and have different, you know, different thoughts and different feelings about things. Yeah. I mean, you've been through a lot. I mean, you, you, I mean, there could be like a movie made about your life between like all like the everything personally and professionally. So I'm definitely looking forward to the books. I mean, I'm assuming it's probably going to drop in what, 2023? Oh, uh, yeah, at, at least maybe not even till 2024. But you know, 2023. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> 
It's always a pleasure speaking with you. I mean, I could chat with you all day, but I know you probably have things to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got another uh, interviewer waiting for me. But thanks for uh, speaking with me. Um, and I, you know, I enjoyed all the topics we went over. And honestly, kudos. Uh, I have so much respect for you. I've always been a fan. And, you know, props for everything that you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, see you I'll see you in Morristown. Oh, great. Thank you so much. Thank you. I look forward to it. Bye. That was a great interview with Miss Melissa Etheridge. Uh, she joined us last season and she came back again this year to promote her Jersey shows, uh, including her show, her upcoming show in Morristown on June 14th, which I just found out uh, I'm going to be meeting her finally face to face beforehand. And you're coming with me. Yes to that. So if you could tell, I have a different uh, host. Uh, Miss Jenna G has moved on, although she may pop up here and there. She got a job as the midday host on Vermont's most listened to top 40 radio station. Kudos to her. But because of that, I'm without a co-host for the recaps. So I've brought in Lance to do some with me, who I've known since 2014. Damn, that's like eight years. It's a long time. It is a long time. We've tolerated each other. They say if you're friends with someone for longer than seven years, that means you'll be friends for life. I actually read that in like some psychological thing. That's what the books will say. No comment. You're like, we'll see. Yeah, the rosé is getting to me. But you've been a fan of Melissa forever. So I've been a fan of Melissa for as long as I can remember. And My aunt first introduced me to her back when I was five years old. And uh, Yes, I Am had just came out and... I was singing along to the words of it on my karaoke machine <laughs> in the basement and peanut gallery in the back was like, that's when I knew he was gay. <laughs> well, how do you feel that you're finally going to be meeting her? Are you going to tell the story? I probably will tell the story. I wish I had videos to record, but I uh, like a, a recording to show, but it definitely did happen. <laughs> oh, no, I believe it. I'm sure it did. But that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Morristown. Have you, be a great show. have you ever been to MPAC? Morristown no. Performing Center? It'll be a first for me. A first time seeing Melissa and a first time seeing a show there. So I'm very excited. And you're a pothead like myself. So what do you think about her? Having... Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Slow your roll. Who said that I was a pothead? <laughs> what do you think about her having like a cannabis line and like a CBD line? I'm going to try. I mean, I can't try the cannabis. You, It's available exclusively in a california at dispensaries but the cbd light i'm probably gonna order some at i hope she brings it to the new jersey dispensaries now have you gone to the jersey dispensaries yet i haven't because i'm not as you say a pothead (laughs) you partake it may happen well i'll just say because i have to be honest about this because i'm gonna have a different face in about four months from now elon musk told me i am not allowed to admit to that I got buccal fat removal surgery in April and I got rhinoplasty in May. And in July, I'm due to get chin, neck, and jaw lipo lift and tightening. So that's going to be a big one. So I'm getting a lot of plastic surgery done. And last month when I got the rhinoplasty, even until now, June, because I'm still in pain, I've been doing a lot of edibles. And honestly, they help because I did not want to take painkillers. I did not want to take oxy. I didn't want to take anything like that because they're really addictive. Um, so I've been taking like these CBD THC edibles and honestly, they help. Especially the ones with turmeric. They're really good for pain. See, I never tried that. Where have you? Yeah, I've had the um, the gummies. Well, 
I don't want to be promoting a, a brand that might compete with Melissa, but you know, <laughs> Good idea. CBD FX makes uh, these turmeric CBD gummies that I've I've had, and they do help with pain. I've taken turmeric, but I've never had it with like CBD or THC. But that's like an interesting concept. Melissa has like very strong opinions about how she feels like it should be like legal nationwide, all 50 states. And big pharma, a lot of medication out there right now has way too many side effects, um, opioids, all of that. You know, she has the Etheridge Foundation because her son died at 21 years old from an overdose. So she's very passionate about alternative medicine, passionate about, you know, legalizing cannabis. Where do you stand with that? When I first heard her speak about her son and what had happened, it was very emotional for me because it's it's really just such a tragedy and, and we need to definitely move aggressively toward legalization. No, I'm not running for president. But you did work for Hillary Clinton. I did. You can see her picture right on the wall with me. And where do you think she's Well, we know where she stands on it. We sure do. But when do you? But first... maybe we should have her on and ask her about it. I, if you could make that happen, I would fucking love that. I... That would... I could try. <laughs> that would be great. I mean, I've, we've been getting good guests this season, so that's pretty good. But when do you foresee that actually happening? Do you really think it'll ever be legalized in all fifty states? Like within the next ten years, twenty years? Like, what do you think? She feels like Joe Biden isn't doing enough, and she even mentioned that last time that she feels like the Biden administration isn't doing enough to sort of make it happen and she attributes that to him possibly being from an older generation where it really was taboo and a bit of a scarlet letter do you agree well i do think that joe biden is definitely um a little bit behind the times in certain ways more ways than one <laughs> you really don't see it happening within his administration oh certainly not do you think it'll ever happen probably yeah, see, that's what I think. I just, it's just hard to tell when. In my lifetime, I, you know, yeah, knock but, on wood, hopefully I'll, I'll live for a few more years. And um, I, could, I could definitely see that happening. I mean, it's becoming a booming business, especially in Jersey, because now all these dispensaries are opening. And it's becoming a big business because if you don't have a medical card like I have had for five years, thank God, the taxes are going up. So the taxes on it went up in Jersey and apparently they're going up again. So um, yeah, I'm glad I have my medical card. But in all seriousness, you see, it's good for business. So given how much our country's economy has taken a hit over the past two years, you would think everyone would be for legalizing it. We need some common sense gun laws too, but those don't seem to be happening <laughs> either. <laughs> so speaking of, should we get into a political conversation? Because you're- I think it's already gotten there. You're very- like passionate politically about your beliefs. No, and I think that comes I'm from, not. you know, going to GW. All right. So from cannabis circling back to Melissa, what are you looking forward to seeing her perform? Well, I'm hoping she performs some older songs because those are the only ones I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know, that's, that's uh, the way it is. I mean, of course I want to hear some new things as well. I know, like the ones that made you jump out of the closet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In closing, raising a glass to Melissa Etheridge and cheers to her tour. So she changes up the set list every night, which is so rare for an artist to do. So I think it's going to be a good show for that reason alone. We might have to go to more than one date. I know, right? <laughs> Tarrytown and Morristown. That's right. So cheers to her. Yes, yeah, she's also playing in New York in addition to New Jersey. Yeah, she has a lot of shows. Absolutely. 
Cheers to that. City Winery, that's another one. Speaking of wine. Yeah, I know. Speaking of drinking sparkling rosé. So she's doing City Winery first, and then the 13th Red Bank, and then the 14th Morristown. And I know she's doing Tarrytown on... Cheers to that. Cheers to Melissa Etheridge. And definitely check out uh, Etheridge Botanicals. <laughs>